0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to O23 Radio, the only show in the industry that focuses on optimizing the other 23 hours of the day, so you can transform your clients and your career on a whole new level. This show is for seasoned coaches and experienced leaders in the health and fitness industry to engage in professional-level discussion on all things regarding bigger impact for our clients, better incomes for ourselves, and real, meaningful influence in this loud and crowded space. Here we go all right ladies and gentlemen welcome to 023 radio with very special guest today matt mance
1: thanks for having me pumped to be here
0: yeah pumped to have you here um this is good It's been a long time coming this conversation mm-hmm. for many many months we've been talking about uh you know hitting the record button and getting to the bottom of uh you know, your story, kind of what brought you here and um, all the things that excite you about, you know, what it is that you're doing now and, and your focus with the with the other 23 hours of the day and a little background because uh, your background is definitely interesting. And I think, m- you know, m- most coaches will uh, find the, uh, the journey over the last few years that you've taken uh, to be, you know, like I said, to be very interesting um, because... Well, we're going to get into it in a moment, but as far when it comes to things like strength and conditioning and fitness coaching, you've been through um, you've been through a lot, and um, we're going to get into all that in just a moment. But I want to start by introducing the audience, um, you know, kind of letting the audience know um, how we met a little bit. It's it's nothing crazy, but I remember um, just um, I actually like the first thing I remember is just kind of having. Um, a year, uh, no, I mean, this is now a couple of years ago. I remember I went on like a, I decided to start sharing a lot of content on Instagram, which still is this on off thing for me. It's still this like mental battle of like what I want to share, how I want to share it, the, the ins and outs that go with it. Um, but at the time I was doing what, uh, what I, we teach a lot of coaches in the course to do and just like kind of taking like messy action and just getting things out there and letting uh, you know, get, getting your voice out to be heard. And as I was, uh, I was sharing. I was just kind of I was trying to do a share every single day, and this all different stuff on uh, basically all of the things that I had been learning and studying regarding like holistic, the the, the holistic systems, right? So, uh, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, all that stuff. And as you know now, and you, you figured out back then, and our listeners probably have somewhat of an idea. I, I, my thoughts on a lot of these things don't fit into, you know, the general, the usual boxes and kind of everyday conversations regarding, um, especially like the emotional and spiritual side of, th- of stuff and really how it all relates. But anyway, so I was sharing some sort of out, outside-of-the-box thinking and I remember getting just some, uh, you know, not a ton of engagement. So I was able to recognize when I would see some of the same names and, and you know, liking, commenting and stuff. And I remember... Um, seeing this name you know seeing your name keep popping up and um I um you yeah, know I didn't think too much about it at first and then and then um you know so and your instagram handle is the circadian man mm-hmm. right so right off the bat I was like circadian man like this guy sounds cool like he's right up right up my alley um and then uh like I said, just kind of kept uh seeing your name and then I started poking around on, on some of your stuff and uh, you weren't like sharing much so i i was I didn't really know. Um, and then it turns out that we, uh, I realized you were from Long Island mm-hmm. and you, we just kind of connected and kind of did some messaging and whatnot. And um, so it was just cool. It was just kind of cool to connect there. And then when, you know, when I was getting ready to really launch O2.3 and, um, you know, kind of getting ready to go to go big with it and turning it into like a, a system with principles and frameworks that can be repeated and you know learned by others and retaught by others and and turned into a whole coaching system i needed to find coaches that i knew you know understood this side of um, of the game really you know or into the side of the game and um so i reached out (laughs) and that's kind of how we met and then um, and then i heard i got to know a little bit more of your story and that realized that you really know both sides of the game really well which we'll get to in a second but Um, That's kind of how I remember it, at least. Let let me hear your version. Yeah, so uh,
1: for those who don't know, um, I was and still am a strength and conditioning coach by trade. And uh, at the time, I was working at a facility called Infinity Strength and Speed out in uh, Farmingdale, New York with brilliant guys, uh, mostly um, under a guy named Russ Mm Tavares. And Russ has mentioned you quite a number of times. So, you know, at the gym, we are, you know, training athletes and and general population, but mostly high school athletes. And, you know, in between groups or, you know, even during groups, we would always just chat about, um, you know, how are you training yourself? How do you train your athletes? What are you into? And Russ is a really passionate dude. He's really brilliant, intelligent. Um, He's always, you know, been a couple steps ahead of most coaches that I've come in contact with um but he's always pull trying to pull as much information out of me as possible mm-hmm. you know because he mm-hmm. wants to learn and mm-hmm. I, for some reason he must think i know things <laughs> um so eventually we start talking about some out-of-the-box things and and uh you know more about um some alternative practices involving involving health and obviously you know some weird things that, that i was doing at the time and uh one and one night i show up with glasses on with like this yellow tint, because, you know, we're, we're often there pretty late at night and there's, there's quite uh, a bright amount of lights in there. So I said, what the hell are you wearing on your face, man? And I'm like, d- there's some toxic, toxic lights around here, <laughs> man. And it's messing with your sleep. And there's a reason why you're going around, you know, bragging that you don't sleep much and all these things. And He thought I was crazy, Um, you know, and eventually that got him more a little bit more open minded to, again, some more things that we were talking about is also around earthing and and ice baths and sauna and all these things um, that, you know, I was doing at the time or at least like learning a lot about Mm -hmm. and, um, you know. He's like, you know what? You might get along with this guy named Brian Costello. He's like, he talks. He talks about a lot of things similar. And I'm like, yeah, I've heard. I think I've heard of him before because uh, Bremi um, mm-hmm. is, has mentioned him mm-hmm. too. And I'm like, oh yeah, all right, I'll check him out. Whatever. And you know, this process kept happening where it was like, well, what are you into now, man? And and <laughs> I would bring something up. He's like, man, Costello's already been doing that. <laughs> and uh, you know, so he, it was like. Who is this guy <laughs> Costello? So I I check out your page and stuff, and I'm like, yeah. And then, um, you know, again, m- my content is very muted as well. I, I was well, I wasn't big into sharing a lot of my my you know methods and theories, and I was just kind of uh, observing on on mm-hmm. on social media, not much uh you know contributing. Um, so you know, when you started engaging a little bit more and, and putting some of your content out, it was something that resonated with me. Um, because I was a l- very deeply into a lot of principles around Paul Check, mm-hmm. And we've talked about that quite a bit. And, um, you know, I was interested in, in his course and, and learning more about him and, and, and all the podcasts he's been on, you know, but he's way out in California. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, where are these coaches around here on the East Coast? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. Do they exist? Mm-hmm. And I haven't met them yet because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this was a couple of years ago and, and holistic health and fitness i mean it was there but it wasn't kind of exploded as as it is now you know so where are these coaches where are these like-minded people i want to kind of connect with them in person um you know so you you know contributing more on on social media and putting your your content out there and and starting to kind of step up and 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 voice a lot of 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 your theories but also you know who you support uh and your perspective about it all um again i was finally a voice in this location on the east coast and and specifically long island that um you know I I felt uh, a connection with or or started to agree a lot upon mm. what you were speaking about so cool. I was like all right this guy's kind of I got it he, he kind of knows the stuff I like what he's doing and then um you know when you I think you messaged me and 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 uh you know and then we hopped on a call and it was pretty cool because you know you were telling me like you know what you're working on and you have the system in place it's going to help coaches It's really centrated around holistic health and, you know, reconnecting with our, with our innate intuitive nature and all these things. And I was like, man, that's fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, you know, you, you pulled me in pretty quick because again, I was looking for a coach to, to be, you know, on a similar wavelength as, as myself. and, And you definitely filled, filled that for me.
0: Cool. Yeah awesome man thanks i i forgot about the Russ part yeah i forgot about the mutual (laughs) connection there Russ is such a such a good dude um Mm -hmm. but um yeah so a couple things that you mentioned there that you know sort of reminded me of some other things too it's like yeah i was sharing i remember sharing at the time a lot of um you know i had my whole home set up i I, in in, uh where i had my house in panamoka lake and uh i had a really cool you know a detached garage you know it's like 800 square feet matted wall-to-wall like you know i called the the Panamoca performance lab and uh i had the sauna and the ice tub set up in there and that was like kind of one of the main um i was still in person at the time so people were coming and training out of there and uh i was doing a lot of the ice tub and sauna stuff and uh, you know, so I was I wanted to share a lot of it because it, was, it wasn't as well known. And it kind of like reminded me of being in that time period. And this is only now like, I guess, three years ago or so. Um, yeah, because I did. Yeah, yeah. About a little over three years ago. Uh, I did my fast in 2017. and That was shortly after that. So, yeah, like three years ago. Um, but I remember at the time. Like, you know, as a lot of similar coaching styles, you know, XPT and like power speed endurance, because like, I was doing a lot of breath work and stuff. And I was like, I considered myself kind of like ahead of the curve, um, just definitely around here. Right. But it was like, it seemed to be only a thing out on like the West Coast, you know, and people would say stuff like that to me sometimes. Like, yo, oh, you'd fit in a lot better out in, like Venice Beach or whatever. Uh, Because, you know, I mean, I don't know, you know, there are listeners, it depends on where they're from, but Long Island is not really known for being like this holistic, like grounded, centered people that are like, you know, it's just like high strung, like, you know, status driven, you know, material, very materialistic, um, very competitive. It's a kill or be killed around here, you know what I mean? <laughs> definitely. And uh, so, you know, I was out in the rural, you know, east end, rural, east end, on the lake in the woods, was so I can kind of like I was in my little bubble. Um, but uh, yeah, I remember feeling, and I was, I was definitely feeling a little lost. And when, uh, even when I had called you to tell you about this stuff. I definitely wasn't, like, clear on exactly—I <laughs> thought it was clear, but ne- as time went on, I realized I don't really, know, like, know what this is going to look like, but I know we need to bring something mm-hmm. like this to the world, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like, I understand—like, obviously, we need to be teaching these types of things. We need to help people reconnect with themselves, with their nature, with each other, um, you know, and be able to do it, um, you know, like kind of break it down simply as opposed to making it, m- you know, overcomplicated and, 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 and whatnot. So we agreed on all that. What it, you know, how it was going to all play and you know, get us to here, where we are today. <laughs> it, it was you know, there was ups and downs, mm-hmm. and a lot of pivots and changes. But but we're here and it's working awesome. Yeah. So, um, and then I remember one thing specifically too. When when uh, we talked about Paul Check and uh, I was like, did you listen to the um, Evolve Yourself series? So Paul Check has this five part. I think it's five part, right? Mm-hmm. Physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and career, mm-hmm. right? Five part podcast lecture series called evolve yourself so any listeners want to go check that out um and for you know you know you and i both love paul check obviously and he's like a, a hero and but these are like you know each part is like two to three hours long mm-hmm. i think he said it's 13 hours altogether mm-hmm. of just him it's lecture it's, it's him solo solo <laughs> talking to the microphone and I loved it. Yeah. I loved every minute of it. Me too. And <laughs> but like I didn't meet a lot of people who would even be interested in sitting and listening to 13 hours of lecture, no less being like, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> and like I have notes and stuff, you know. <laughs> so that was like I was like, all right, this guy, you know, there's a reason why we're connecting mm-hmm. here. Um, I don't know exactly the role and how it's going to work yet, but I need this guy on my team. Mm-hmm. So, um, awesome. So that that's cool. I'm glad we 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 touched on that a little bit. Um, so let's talk about your background a little bit uh, before that, because I think like we've mentioned, you know, obviously now the, the whole holistic side is, is pretty obvious. And, you know, the circadian man, very big into sleeping and, and, and all the, the, you know, the, the rhythms of nature. And, um, but like you mentioned earlier, you're a strength and conditioning coach, you know, mainly by trade. That's, that's what you went to school for. And that's where your career got started. So, let's start there let's let's hear a little bit about, about that journey first
1: yeah so um i went to ironically suny Cortland, where mm-hmm. brian <laughs> went as well right. <laughs> which is another weird, we weird did, connection we <laughs> right we um, didn't know each other at the time no, yeah,
0: forgot, um, didn't mention but
1: that. you know i uh, originally was planning on going and, and becoming a, a pe teacher um mm-hmm. uh, and Cortland is a great great program for that um that's what i got, that's what I got with yeah green, right yeah. so um That was the original plan coming out of high school but then you know i I really started in high school training around 10th grade 11th grade pretty pretty seriously um and it's something that always has stuck with me you know just just improving your physical capacity and what you can do with with some knowledge and a little bit of a work ethic Uh, so i really started getting more into the exercise physiology uh, the kinesiology and the biomechanics. So I wanted to actually go and get a degree in that. Um, so Cortland did have that as well, and it was a good fit. So, you know, the program was a, a bachelor's in kinesiology and focus on fitness development. And it's pretty cool because a lot of my classmates at that time at Cortland, for whatever reason, there's a bunch of us out there in the field right now that are doing some real kick-ass things in, over, involved around human performance mm. and strength and conditioning. There was something in the water up there. It might have been at the Dark Horse. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I could, I could count at least five guys that were in my class that are are out there and they're doing awesome things involved around baseball, football, uh, multiple different sports, um, going on and getting a PhD and, and becoming a, a published uh, writer. So... Mm um again was there was a nice hub of very passionate young guys and girls that wanted to learn about the human body and Mm. performance and you know so i think that actually drove us as a class even more so Mm. where as we started to get further and further down into becoming you know almost graduating We were then able to take our last semester of our, of our program and you could go get an internship somewhere for anywhere between nine, 12 and 15 credits. And that's your last semester of school. Mm -hmm. And then you go and you graduate. So it's the, it's the semester before that. And we're all like, Hey, where are you interning? Where are you interning? You know, where, where are you looking? All these things. And again, it's this kind of competitive little class. And, um, you know, we're all kind of vying for some, some, some good spots. And, um, you know, for some reason, my professor at the time, her name's Kristen Luther, um, you know, she comes out to me one day after class, and she's like, my husband is the assistant strength coach at Syracuse University, and he's always looking for interns, and I know you're in this program, and I know you need an internship, are you interested? And I was like, "Uh, yeah, so... (laughs) It was a pretty, it's a pretty funny story. So I, she's like, um, here's his email, send him an email, send him your resume. And she's probably, he's probably going to get back to you. So I send my stuff and I, I don't know exactly how this went down, but I can get pretty close to it where it was like, all right, looks good. Like the email was just like, all right, looks good. Uh, here's my cell call me and come up here. And, uh, so I'm like, oh shit. All right. You know, so I, I shoot another email back and, and I drive up there. It's only you know 30 something minutes because uh you know central new york is pretty close and i'm pulling up in a 95 accord beat up gold <laughs> you know thing hunk of junk and uh i'm pulling up to this pristine looking division one weight room with all glass windows and shiny ass weights like everything spotless and anybody in a d3 atmosphere it could look at the weight room that we were training at and it was it was insane you know, tiny little place with, with rust everywhere. But so I pull up to this, this weight room and, uh, and, uh, I'm like, wow, this is incredible. Like the facilities is amazing. And, uh, you know, I pull in and I meet, I meet Hal Luther, who's, who's the assistant strength coach, who's the husband and then, and a man named Will Hicks. And, uh, you know, it was, it was an interesting first, uh, you know, encounter there where it was just a, a firm handshake and a little bit of a tour and, and, uh, about 10 minute tour. And he's like, all right, uh, so you're starting in, uh, January and I'll give you a call. <laughs> so, uh, I'm like, holy, all right. Um, so I go home for winter break and, and I'm like, I think I just, you know, landed a pretty good, a pretty good gig there. And, um, you know, so that semester I wasn't in class cause my class was, was yeah. my internship, which is cool. Um, and it was going to be my last semester. So it was the only thing I had to do, you know, and, uh, you know, in that environment and especially at that caliber of, of coaching um, you gotta be very careful about, you know, your role, at least knowing your role. Okay. And as an intern, you pretty much are non-existent. Yeah. <laughs> right? like,
0: there's not, much of, a there's role not
1: there. much of a role other than make sure the weight room is absolutely spotless <laughs> every single day. And I was pretty damn good at that. And that's all I did. I would get there in the morning on time, obviously, And I would clean and clean and clean and clean and clean and clean. And eventually they would be like, hey, don't you want to lift? You're in a weight room. (laughs) So, you know, I put the towel down and and then we would train as a staff Mm -hmm. and then go back to cleaning. And basically you're you're just there making sure the place is clean, but you're observing the lifts as well. Mm -hmm. You know, the groups and things like that. And uh, at no point really was i allowed to kind of interject because of how low you are on the totem pole and i was completely okay with that i was in awe of even being there Mm -hmm. being here Mm -hmm. uh, which is enough for me and if i could get any amount of knowledge from these two highly qualified guys i was okay with that um so fast forward through the whole semester and and they uh become a little bit more comfortable with me and uh you know we become a little bit closer and um you know and and everything went well i I was able to learn an incredible amount and you know go go through that semester and uh quick story about that um you know the culmination of the internship was not you know anything involved around the uh, around the weight room it was a rock concert that (laughs) us as a staff went to because we would always train crazy heavy legs on tuesdays and fridays and we would blast like heavy rock Mm -hmm. and i wasn't into rock at the time and uh but after the semester i really started liking this rock band and he's like uh luther's like man good because they're coming to state fair in, in two <laughs> months and you're gonna be there or you're not graduating <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like all right well first rock concert here we go so that was like what passing band? Is a band we it's called know. Godsmack. i don't know oh, if you've yeah, heard. yeah of Godsmack, course. good stuff <laughs> um which was cool because again i'm not, i wasn't into rock and you know, this was going to be my first rock concert and I had to go to get a freaking degree. (laughs) Right. And anybody who knows these two guys, it would fall right into, you know, who they are. But, um, you know, so I'm in a, I'm in a mosh pit with a wife beater, like, you know, for the first time with, with these guys, it's awesome. (laughs) So that was the kind of the first, uh, taste of, I guess, um, a very tight knit staff in this high environment. And again, I go home for the summer, um, for some reason they called me back in July and they were like, Hey, you did a real good job. Are you interested in coming back? You know, we can't pay you. We could feed you. We can't house you. Um, we can give you some free gear and, uh, maybe something could work out. And I was like, you know, you could take a couple of days to think about it. So I did He calls me back and he said, listen, man, I know you're, I know you're passionate about this stuff. And I was in the same scenario at this one point. And, um, uh, you kind of find a way to get it done. He's like, I was sleeping on couches and 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 making things work just because I wanted to to get my foot in the door. Mm. And he's like, This is an opportunity for you, and we're giving you this opportunity because we trust you. Um, you know, so that was all I really needed to hear to make that decision. I really didn't have anywhere to live. I really didn't have any way to make any money. <laughs> um, but I decided to do it anyway, and I had two more buddies that were finishing their their schooling up there, and they let me sleep on their couch. Um, so I was crashing on three different couches with all my clothes in my trunk, um, driving up to Cuse every day from Cortland mm-hmm. with with pretty much nothing um, for no money, really, actually. And um, you know, I did that for almost two semesters. Wow! Um, and eventually they were able to put me on as a part-time, uh, part-time coach. And you're kind of like a paid volunteer kind of thing, but you're still very low in the totem pole. Um, but long story short, you know, I paid a lot of dues to get my first initial spot after college, which at 23 years old, I was hired as a division one strength coach. And after that year sleeping on couches and, and all these things, Somehow, some way, um, another coach left. How left to go to the NFL. He's still actually with the Buffalo Bills right now. Nice. And he was actually coaching um, lacrosse at the time. Strength. He would work with the football team, but he would also help the lacrosse team. He's like, I'm going to the Bills. Syracuse lacrosse is yours. And, again, I'm 23 years old. I'm holy a year shit. out of college. And I'm only a year older than the seniors at the time. <laughs> right. And I'm like, holy. This was in. January and the season started in a couple of weeks wow so wow. again I'm 23 years old I just finished my internship and in a volunteership uh, and I just got handed the number one five-ranked team in the country yeah I was just gonna
0: say for the listeners that don't know Syracuse lacrosse is a perennial powerhouse it's like you know they've won national championships yeah. several times and they're, yeah. they're known for lacrosse really yeah right? that's, that's uh, spot. that's
1: the spot especially you know anybody in the lacrosse world um, they definitely know the history and, and everything involved around, um, uh, the legacy there. Um, and I ironically never played lacrosse. I was a baseball guy, <laughs> I was a football guy. So that's probably a good thing because yeah. I didn't know what the hell I was stepping into. Right, right, you right. know, I was like, all right, I got a bunch of athletes here, let's train them. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like, holy shit, I'm training Syracuse lacrosse. Right, it right, was right, more right. like, all right, let's go. Yeah, Which is good. Um, and you know, kind of that baptism by fire mm-hmm. kind of scenario where, uh, you know, again, you make a lot of mistakes as a young strength coach and a young coach. um, But if you're open enough to your own introspection and you can learn from your mistakes uh, and you continue, can continue to evolve your own system and philosophy moving forward, uh, it, it, it works out in your favor. So, um, I ended up staying there for seven years, uh, with, oh, wow. with lacrosse. I also did football for a number of years, four years as well. So head, head coach, head uh, strength, head strength and, conditioning coach, and then was able to take on the women team, nice. women's team as well.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, that's pretty, you know, that's, <laughs> first of all, it's a wild story, especially the, the, it's good stuff. the I, I had, you know, I had known, um, heard bits and pieces of it, but never really like full chronological order like yeah. that. And, um, uh, I mean, just talk about taking a chance, right, and believing in, in yourself and an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, unbelievable to end up in a position like that so young. So um, let's fast forward a little bit because um, it's – it's. I mean, think about it. Like the uh, div- head strength conditioning coach of a Division One powerhouse program is – you know, that's essentially like the pinnacle, like the top of the food chain in the strength and conditioning industry. Like if you're going into the, that world, that's pretty much as high as you can make it. Um, but that being said, you know, you you did a, you know, seven solid years, obviously, so you, you know, you, you put your time in, but ultimately you ended up, you know, stepping away or moving on. So let's unpack that decision a little bit. Um, because I think most people would be like, well, "What the hell? Like, why would you do that?" And now you're, you know, on the other side of the game, foot coaching outside mm-hmm. the other twenty three hours of the day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what was the main driver in deciding that your time there was done?
1: You know what? I, I get this question all the time, and I really enjoy answering it because it's not an easy answer, but it's a very deep response, and and a, and a. It t- it takes a while for me to unload a lot of this because there's multiple layers to it, but you know, as you evolve as a coach, I think you also evolve as a human being. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I was on this path, you know, again, when I talk about when I started training in high school and understanding how I can really develop like my own ability in in training, you know, I'm evolving physically. And my evolution of, of, of this physical side of me led me to, you know, training and being, becoming a strength coach. But there's also multiple layers of of who we are. And as I was evolving physically, I was felt like I wasn't evolving enough in other realms, you know, Mm -hmm. emotionally, spiritually, mentally. Um, so, you know, as you go deeper and deeper into what you're physical capable, physically capable of, you understand that there's more to learn and more to understand. And there's again, these deeper layers. So then you go, you know, say, hey, I, I've kind of almost reached my physical potential as a human being. Mm-hmm. Well, now I have to start learning more about my mental capacity mm-hmm. my mental ability. And when you get there, it's like, well, there's a whole nother deeper level of, of your emotional side and how that can dictate who you are and how you respond. And then the deepest level is obviously this this spiritual side, mm-hmm. which is, is, is a little bit of, a, again, a deep dive. But the reason why I left is because i had this unanswered question in myself as to there there's there's deeper things to learn and there's more evolution to be to be had here and if i do not step out of this i kind of know the exact path mm. i'm going down right. and it was and not to say that it wasn't a bad place mm-hmm. and it wasn't a, a bad path because it's a again it's it, it was a Absolutely amazing place and amazing athletes and and amazing benefits and all these things that but I knew I could almost fast forward to fifty years ahead and and just look back and say i w- I would have stayed there and you know bought a house and raised a family and but but I, I would have been a college strength coach for forever mm-hmm. and again, that's okay, but it was it wouldn't have fulfilled mm. every question that I had in myself mm-hmm. or every level of myself. Um, you know, so again, when you have seven years of experience before you're 29 years old, I guess it's easier to step away because okay. I was, it was able to fill a lot of uh, void for me in this, in this sense of, of fulfillment. And, and I was able to coach guys in the NFL and, and you know, all Americans on the field and all these things that I still look back on. And, and I use that as um, a little bit of a, a pedigree and a foundation for myself as, as a professional. But, I wanted to learn more and I wanted mm. to really unpack the the true essence of, of who we are as human beings, what we're capable of and, and how really deep can things go when we talk about health and performance. Um, you know, so again, I knew I wasn't going to get it in that environment, in that setting. And I had to expand and I had to kind of take another leap of faith mm. uh, out of it. And that led me to some some other things specifically we talk about you know me taking a leap into massage school and then going into the private sector to support that um you know but that is the easy way to kind of respond to the okay. question about right. you know why i guess is, is really why i left yeah
0: that's so i appreciate that answer that's very um uh a very honest answer and it was it impresses me that you recognize that at such a young age, you know, where where you said it was almost maybe easier at that age to kind of step away, where I would have initially thought that it would have been maybe, um, like, harder at that age. Like, you're just like, well, I'm set. You know what I mean? Like, this is good. That's is where I want to be. And then maybe, like, you know, 10 years, you know, another 10, 15 years later, you're like, hmm, maybe I should, like, think about other options. Um, but to be able to kind of forecast into the future and see that that fulfillment, like you said, you know, some not being not being fulfilled, um, at at that age, and and then make a again another tough decision, another leap. I like how, and it's interesting how you look at it that it wasn't like leaving something; it was like, you know, moving on towards something else. Um, so I appreciate that answer there. The uh, yeah, the certainty. Certainty is a weird thing because it's like, in some ways, we want it. Like we want certainty in certain areas. Like everybody dreams about the security and the you know uh, steady paychecks and all that stuff, but certainty also of being like, okay, yeah, like here's what I'm going to be doing for the next 20, 25, 30 years. Um, it also, a lot of things sort of die with that, right? Like there's just like, all right, well, great. This is what I'm going to do for the next 30 years. And it's like, hmm, this is what I'm going to be doing for the next 30 years. <laughs> like it's like, you know, you go back and forth. And, mm-hmm. Um, it was funny, a friend of mine once when I had left school from phys ed, um, Another Cortland guy, a lax player. He was like a D3 player of the year. He's a really good player and everything, and uh, we were friends. And he had actually ended up getting a g- I, I went opened my gym, and he. but I was still like thinking about, because I was like 23 also, thinking about going back to teaching and like trying to run the gym on the side whatever. And I remember him saying to me one day where he, he got hired, and I think he just finished his first year, and I was like congratulating him and stuff, and he was like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's pretty good. And, and he said something, he's like, he said something along the lines of, like, well, he's like, I know, like, my, like, I literally, I know my schedule for the next 30 years. <laughs> like, what days I'm going to be working, what days I'm going to be off, what time I have to be there, what time I'm going to get out, and he was kind of saying it in a way of, like, I don't know how I feel about that, but for me, it was like, yeah, I don't know for something, like, I'll never forget that conversation, because I was like, I don't, want that <laughs> like I don't like because now I was already running a business mm-hmm. and kind of going the entrepreneurial route and all that was like lighting me up and for some reason just that perspective that he laid on me I was like okay and then I, from that point forward I was like I'm not like gonna try both things like I'm all in on, on this Um, but anyway so it, it's it's kind of the you know sounds similar to mm-hmm. a little bit similar to what you, similar. Um, we're saying there but the other thing too is the you know recognizing the the physical side as kind of like the starting point, like the gateway to self-improvement and self-development and self-discovery, right? And I think, you know, when we list that order, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, um, kind like of sa- like you said there, I, and you know, that's how I always say that's how most of us always say it. I think like you said, it's almost like each one, like you uncover, you start to go deeper, realize, like, even, like, top athletes are, you know, once they hit a certain level, then, okay, well, you got to work on the mental game, you got to work on the mindset, you got to self-talk. And then it's, like, well, what what's driving that self-talk? Like, what why do you have these certain areas of insecurities or lack of confidence? Where, like, and then, you know, then you realize that that's, you know, now we're getting to, like, the emotional stuff, right? And then, like, you go the deeper you go into the emotional, of, like, you know, what makes you feel certain ways? What makes you happy? Why are you even doing this in the first place? Like, why do you want to win? Why do you, you know, like, now it's, like, all right, now we're getting into the spiritual stuff, right? And it's like the deeper and deeper you go, um, it's, uh, you know, like you just start, it's like peeling, you know, it's uncovering, it's like getting down to the bottom. Um, so, and I think that's, it's so similar to, you know, why 023 even exists is because in the fitness world, the coaches that are out there, I mean, first of all, working on themselves and kind of starting to realize the same thing. All right, I've been now, you know, coaching fitness living in a gym, working out every day, pushing myself, like, for years and years, and it's like, I'm in great shape, I love it, I feel good, but there's, like, there's, uh, there's more to this, like, there's a lot more to this, and as they go into their own self-discovery, it's like, oh, my, my clients need this too, like, fitness is just, like, you know, it's great, it's a huge part, right, for most people, like you said, it's the gateway to self-discovery and, and self-improvement and happiness, Um, but it's literally just like the first few steps and Mm -hmm. you don't have to leave it behind. Mm. It's not like you graduate from it. Mm. Like it's always going to be part Mm. of it, the physical, but it just expands more and more. And um, to be able to, so so like seeing the industry shifting towards, you know, like the last 10 years, the way the fitness world has, has you know, um, evolved into like this more like functional, like, um, you, you know, just like, it's changed so much from just Cybex machines to like what we see now, right? Like so it's almost like strength and conditioning is kind of like a regular, like mm-hmm. strength and conditioning aspects or like regular parts of fitness. But um, as we've seen that explode over the last 10 years, all of a sudden it's now like, all right, like now it's time to, like it's going to keep sort of like exploding, but just sort of like into different realms a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that's where we've seen you and I have, you know, again, part of the reason we're here is because we've seen so many of these changes towards, just uh you know mental emotional spiritual and then just like you know breath work and like body awareness and like um uh and all these types of things so i really like the way that you you mentioned that there um did uh so the next question i had for you was then like so so what happened next like what was the was it a you know the, what was the transition like
1: yeah so um <laughs> there's a, a moment of time where i i was kind of in the in the gray area a little bit mm-hmm. where Um, you know, I was able to, to land into, into the private sector and, you know, still coach. Um, but I, again, I had, I knew I needed to supplement what I previously had from a standpoint of experience in education with a little bit more, you know, you can learn anything on YouTube, but you don't have a degree out of it. Mm -hmm, Right. mm -hmm. And, And there's a little bit less professionalism coming out of it. So I knew I wanted to go back to school. Um, and I had this option or two options to either go down the physical therapy route or go down the massage therapy route, which that's how I kind of narrowed it down, um, for me. And, uh, I did a a good amount of homework on, on both options. And I was, again, went with my, uh, my gut feeling and, and decided to enroll into a massage therapy program. And, um, you know, again, it was definitely the right move from a standpoint of just how we talk about the, how the body is just really integrated in a way that takes into account all these layers, you know, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual. Um, you're getting that when you study massage therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, I do not know cause I'm not a physical therapy student. Um, I don't know if they go heavy deeply into the emotional side and the spiritual side. Um, but a lot of our curriculum is based upon how our bodies can store different emotions mm-hmm. and how these emotions uh, can dictate our our physical state our, our mental state and then also the how just a a therapeutic touch and you know the way that you can just interact with people in a in a mindset of of acceptance of you know you're working with another human being uh, it was able to fulfill that again these questions i had for myself and you know deciding to to go into this curriculum um you know i, I very quickly found out it was again the the perfect move to again just get a more professional curriculum professionally educated uh scenario and um you know so pacific college oriental medicine it's uh down in in the financial district of manhattan awesome place um and i went on a little tour there and i kind of knew right from the jump that this was a place for me uh, it's evolved now to Pacific College of Health Sciences, but at the time it was PCOM. And it's an acupuncture school primarily, um, but they also offer a massage therapy program. It's fairly heavily rooted in acupuncture as well. Um, so we're getting a very high dose of traditional Chinese medicine modalities um, and, and philosophies around Eastern medicine just right from the freaking get-go. You know, semester one, class one is, is Eastern philosophy and physiology, um, and then, you know, theory and, and philosophy of Asian medicine. So you're learning the history, not only of the medicine, but also the Chinese culture, you know, 2000, 3000 years ago, what technology that these, did these medicine men have and, and, and how that influenced the perspective at how they look at mm-hmm. the body, but then ultimately how they treat the body. Mm hmm which is you know predating the scientific method so anything you can go like rewind way back it's a totally different paradigm it's a totally different perspective to see the body and its functions and actually the the essence and the makeup of what it is Um, you know so that's just mind-blowing stuff from a standpoint of somebody who just came out not just but came out of this very standardized exercise science paradigm where it's very biomechanical it's very rooted in biology and physics to then, you know, very Eastern uh, supplemented with, you know, we're talking a lot about chi and and, and these things that are, <laughs> you know, just non-existent in the, in the Western world. So um, it definitely helped me, you know, fill that, again, fill that void and fill that question of just a deeper understanding of, of these layers of the body. Uh, you know, so uh, you want to talk about a, an expanded perspective um, when you can, when you can start learning from, uh, you know, these practices that, again, they they they've existed for thousands and thousands of years. Um, your your perspective about the body is, is dramatically expanded, mm. um, you know. So and and these principles and these fundamentals are are just true, you know. They they've tested time in thousands and thousands of years, and and that's how they survived. is because they've relied on principles that are that are eternal. Um, and when you can start to adopt some of these principles in your life, uh, you know, things are a lot more clearer, I think. Mm-hmm. And it, life is not any way easier. Um, but how things operate are a lot more, you know, a lot clearer. Mm-hmm. And how you operate is a lot is a lot clearer. Um, you know, so that that type of education it was something I was I was needing at the time and, and still am, you know, chipping away at it um uh, you know and we can go pretty heavy into it but it's allowed me to expand my perspective about not only strength and conditioning coach but you know also eventually as a body worker mm-hmm. and you know and ultimately as just this, this health oriented guy who can who can see things that maybe someone else can't see and help people in ways that they you know other people can't help them right
0: right um Yeah, I think that having that unique perspective, right, I think most of the, just in in this Western society, everything, you know, everywhere we turn, it's just like, it's more of that, um, you know, very modern science driven, um, compartmentalizing the body into different, oh, you know, it's your it's your knee, okay? You go see this kind of doctor, and if it's your kidneys, you go see this kind of doctor. And it's your lungs. It's this. A do- this a, whereas Chinese medicine and mo- all real ancient, you know, healing pro, uh, systems treat the body holistically as mm-hmm. a as a whole system, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, as you you know my stance on this, and I know your stance is as, as far as um, how that you know makes much <laughs> more sense, and um, you know the way bec- the further we move away from that the further and further we move away from really being healthy people Mm -hmm. in the society. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you mentioned, which I um, wanted to just expand on a little bit is like that idea of, like you said, they taught, they learned and taught these health principles and healing with the only goal of just being healthier and staying alive and healing, right? Like that's how, these principles t- you know, so you know th- these principles that have been around ten thousand years or whatnot, just are passed down from generation to generation, and me- you know medicine men and sh- you know whatever their term for shaman or whatever it would be, um, that would pass down these principles with no ulterior motives. You know, it's just like we're just trying to all survive, right? Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no like um, you know uh, high amounts of money that come with it. There's no you know status driven stuff. There's no awards or recognition or even you know fame in some cases, like you see today. That are um, all things that are uh, prominent in the world of, of, you know, in big medicine and, and health, and kind of health sciences, um, where we kind of are kind of strutting around like we're the best, you know, the smartest people that's ever, that have ever lived. And we have it all, you know, science that has it all figured out. Meanwhile, the human race is in like a, you know. Um, freaking you know downward spiral <laughs> heading towards the ground Extinction. and we just keep walking around telling each other telling ourselves how great we're doing and giving you know giving everybody awards and recognition and patting ourselves on the back um, as we're going you know very very quickly in the wrong direction um so i just want to expand on that a little bit i don't know if you had any any thoughts yeah i
1: mean it th- like we're, we think we're so new age being like holistic health coaches, you yeah. Know, and sorry. holistic, they, like they be, ahead of the they've been doing this for 5,000 years. <laughs> we're, we're finally like catching up and, and getting the point. Right. So like a little bit of humility there is, it's, I think it's funny and it's cool because, you know, like you say, these, these medicine men and these, and these perf- like, you know, health, health oriented helpers w- were just helping people get healthy with, with that in mind. It was just, I, we just want you to be healthy and live long and and with some vitality, not to, you know so we can buy a new house and a new and a new <laughs> car it, mm-hmm. it was a true holistic environment and in a, a and a an environment that allowed humanity to live more harmoniously with nature mm-hmm. because we were and still are a part of nature mm-hmm. and now how divided and and divorced we are uh is and and how sick we have become it, there's no uh You know that's not a coincidence so um you know that's their their perspective about you know your purpose and and really um you know how you can treat the body was was that in mind it was it was returning back to you know nature and a lot of what they teach us is you know these these fundamental elements that uh make the body you know and you're looking at you know fire earth water um wood and um Ether, yeah. So like these elements are gonna make up your physical being, you know. So it's it, you you cannot divorce yourself from nature because nature has, you know, built you in yes, a way. You know right. th- your pieces are are part of her. Um, you know. So it's 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 a awesome way of looking at the body. And again, it it draws a direct connection from human being to nature, mm. which is something that uh, again that that is. It's true,
0: right? Yeah, that's um, exactly, exactly. And the more we kind of separate ourselves, like we we separate ourselves, that just in our lifestyle, right, where we we're barely in outdoors. You know, we actually call nature, like we refer to nature as like this other thing that mm-hmm. exists outside, <laughs> um, which is uh, interesting. I don't. I, it might have even been you were talking. Oh no, I think I forget who I was talking to. But basically, how a lot of Native American cultures didn't actually have a word for nature. Right, They just like, because it wasn't like this thing That was, you know, it's just like We were, you know, nature Um, They just, like the closest thing they had Was just life, like a word for like life That kind of translated to to include nature Um, And and so the more we Separate ourselves from it, like just in our lifestyles And then when we go to You know, which causes all of these problems and issues And sicknesses and diseases And then we go to fix those sicknesses And diseases with you know things that even sometimes take us further from nature and like even more compartmentalized and even more um you know modern western kind of stuff uh obviously you know that's not healing either and that's so so we're getting sick from this kind of this disassociation between ourselves and nature and then the healing that's any healing that's not based in a return mm. to that nature is mm-hmm. really just making things worse mm-hmm. and really you know without opening this can of worms like most of those are even just rooted in the wrong um the wrong uh you know the, the the goals of those systems aren't to really heal people anyway exactly um at least it's not the main goal mm-hmm. you know what I mean or it's you know not high enough on the list if you ask me but um there's other things that are more important there but um uh, but anyway so so yeah so obviously I'm guessing then you sounds like you were, you know, you were drawn to this for these reasons and it seems to be Mm. making a lot of sense to you and, and feeling like you're in the right spot. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, it's brought my, uh, again, my sense of being into, into balance, I think where, you know, now not only in a physical standpoint of actually a service that I can offer to somebody as, as a trainer and as a therapist, you know, I can, You know, maybe get you in better shape and correct some movement patterns, and and maybe if you have some tight traps, I can help you with there. But in a physical standpoint, that's beneficial. But also, the again, the cognitive side and and the just expanded awareness. I think of of how everything is more connected than than I once thought it was, Mm -hmm. Um, which is again a very nice compliment from you know your skill set, but also your your ability uh, to have these, these heightened sense of awareness, I think mm-hmm. of, of kind of how everything is connected in a way. Um, uh, so yeah, it's been a, the perfect, uh, the perfect match, I think. for Nice.
0: Me. Yeah. It sounds like, and, and yeah, it's more like, um, instead of just trying to like fix people, oh, my shoulder hurts and they leave your office being, oh, my shoulder doesn't hurt anymore. It's like, I mean, hopefully that's part of it, but then maybe it's also like, oh, and I like learned mm. more about like why my shoulder hurts and what how it's connected to like you mm. know my mental and um, mm. some emotional stuff I've been holding on to maybe mm. and you know like they just start to be, they're becoming better people and more aware like you said of themselves, mm. um, and what you know what what that could lead to as far as them improving as a person, improving their life and relationships is is really endless, which is again kind of carrying over into what we focus on at O two three right? It's like we're not just trying to, like, fix a problem, make it go away. We're trying to, you know, just make people better all around here. Um, now, we don't, you know, do physical, you know, uh, manipulation of any sort or anything like that, but um, obviously there's still the same end goal in mind of just, you know, making better people and, um, and you know, like, like I say sometimes, like fitness makes uh, people better, but we want to, you know, make better people. Mm. And... Um, so, again, fitness is a big part of it, but there's, it goes beyond it. So, as far as, like, you know, what we cover in O2-3, uh, what are some of the biggest pieces of the puzzle that you think uh, that are important for, for coaches to um, really understand to to kind of take those first few, you know, like, next steps beyond just fitness? You know, maybe not going into, like, talking about earth and the ether and stuff, you know, maybe, <laughs> like, kind of middle steps of, like, sure. you know, just, you know, nutrition and sleep and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um you know a lot of what we get to get into in the course um uh, you know there's a lot of some some <coughs> very beneficial concepts in a in an educational standpoint um but really what you get there is an expanded perspective of of and of a lot of these factors evol- evolved and revolving around you know our physical being mental and emotional spiritual states but when you it's time to actually put these in you know in practice, we focus more on about food, sleep, movement, and mindset. Mm-hmm. You know so as a coach, you know when you're in that environment, it's you're so focused on performance and that sometimes you you're just walking around with blinders on mm-hmm. that you're 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 just sometimes not aware of of a lot of these other factors involved around a yeah, yourself. But also your athletes, you know, what is their, what does their environment look like when they leave the weight room? You know, what what are they doing uh, in their social settings? And again, college is college, but um, when you start to understand these deeper concepts around specifically food and and sleep, and how you know a lot of what we teach is not really talking about. Yes, we talk about what you eat, but it's. The process of eating mm-hmm. and you know the environment that you're eating in and and more like the mechanical process and you know that's something that is unheard of mostly when you talk, mm-hmm. when you when you're looking at um you know helping somebody you know in a nutritional setting so you know that's how deep i think it should go mm-hmm. and you know when we can start bringing that into the conversation more frequently i think then you're starting again you you're looking at a, a now a higher sense of awareness of what really affects us in ways that we can bring ourselves back into balance. You know, mm. when we talk about food, yeah, but also a sleep routine, and and we are in an extremely toxic environment when when we are talking about sleep. You know, we're we're, you know, bathing ourselves in, in non natural light and and with these fluorescent lights everywhere, and you know, six a.m. sessions, and you know, not to say these aren't bad, um, but we have to understand how our environment, in a way, we can have, like, you know, we can have the best intention in mind. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm going to get get to bed at, like, 10 o'clock. Yeah, it's awesome. It's great. I'm going to wake up. But eventually, you know, if you're staring at the phone till 9.55, mm-hmm. you're still, it's just not going to happen so the conversations have to start at these deeper levels where you know we talk about your environment and process of eating and we talk about your environment your light environment in the morning and your light environment at night and your tech use uh, you know throughout the day and and these are heavily influencing your circadian rhythm and and how much energy you wake up with in the morning and and how um, you know how the quality of sleep you, you have throughout the night so um it and it it all these things stacked upon each other are gonna affect your your vitality and your performance and yes. your state of being and and it's just everything is going to become more aligned in a way that again yeah. we talk about sometimes we just have to get out of our own way and and mm. and then the body just knows what to do right it knows how to perform um and we have this amazing ability uh survivability and adaptability and and just performance is in, incredible and that's the fascinating thing that draw me to this place and, you know, in the first place was I wanted to learn more about like what we're truly capable of, Mm. Um, you know, but there's factors. And and I think that places that most people are not looking in that are going to, you know, be detrimental in that way. So, you know, when we can start bringing these conversations to light about, about a food routine, but also, you know, what that process looks like, you know, an environment and, and, and how that impacts your sleep routine. Um, you know and the, and then we get deeper into you know the the movement and the mindset stuff um, which is again it, it's they're all deep dives but they're all incredibly valuable in their own way um, because again it brings us into more of a in a natural environment and a, in a higher sense of alignment with what we're truly capable of
0: right exactly and it's it's great that you point out like when we talk about what we're truly capable of right and as fitness people and Coaches and athletes, you know, I think instinctively we like think of what are we capable of. We're thinking how much weight can we lift, how fast can we run, how high can we jump, right? Like it automatically goes to physical, and you know what we're truly capable of goes, you know, beyond that, or at least it, even if it's a phys, even if it's the physical, um what that we're that we want, how fast we can jump, uh, run, how high we can jump, etc. Um, it's not going to be just physical training that gets us there right mm-hmm. it's going have to we're gonna need that balance across mm-hmm. all things mm-hmm. and um, so like in, in, and you know um, we like something you mentioned earlier in, in your in your answer there um, uh, got my attention too because we uh, we talk about like um, you know the process of eating Right and like bringing intention to our food and, and being present and like having respect and understanding of what it really means to like nourish our body and take care of ourselves and um the stress we place on our body when we when we don't eat right and the stress we place on our body when we don't get enough sleep and we um are on our phones until bed or we're on our phones first thing in the morning and how this all steamrolls and and it, and it and it's it's um it's interesting because like we talk about this idea of you know. Uh, mental emotional and spiritual work right and spiritual kind of like scares people away like you don't like you're not gonna be like hey let's let's you know come and do a role in my program we're gonna get into a bunch of spiritual stuff like, oh, yeah no thanks um but when we get into the point of like oh right, well you you know like you generally know what's good to eat and what's not but you can't you're not doing it you, you know that using your phone in bed until 10 o'clock is not good but you're still doing it you know that the xyz is bad but you're still doing it um let's get to the root of that a little bit like why like what what's um you know if you know these things are affecting you poorly and Mm. you're still doing them there's some something as disconnect there spiritually that's a spiritual disconnect it's like there's a lack of care like Mm. there's not you're not care taking care of yourself and like we say in the course many times over is you know the first step in any disease is not caring Mm. and that's you know what we see with people in their 70s and 80s and, and or you you really earlier unfortunately are people dying of diseases that are rooted in just not caring enough about these lifestyle factors that started way 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 earlier in their life um but um so uh shoot i lost my train my train there but when we talk about um not caring shit that's what was i saying I was spiritual saying, yes on the right on the spiritual side so um it's it's um, it's a chance to to take that deeper it's a chance to like work on mental emotional and spiritual side of the world but still kind of be dressed as fitness almost like mm. still be, like kind of fall into that ballpark of of like you said f- you know we talk about food sleep movement and mindset but understanding that these things are you know the makeup of who we are mm. and if we don't care about our, you know, what we're eating enough, and we don't really care about our sleep. Um, it's like it, we have to pause and ask, well, how is that really affecting you? And how is it affecting you? You know, your ability to be a, a husband, father, you know, mother, wife, brother, sister, boss, employee, like coach, wh- whatever you are. These things are affecting like who you are. And then, you know, if it's affecting you on those levels, and it's affecting the other people around you, right? It's affecting your kids. It's affecting your spouse. It's affecting you know all of your important relationships. Um, and this again is now like we're working on this is emotional this is spiritual right without us as coaches needing to know all the details of your you know relationships but it's still we're educating them on, on how this is affecting them and, and how to make to f- you, how you can be f- fixing these things and improving on them by simply focusing on eating better, sleeping better, mm-hmm. moving better and maintaining you know different mindset strategies so it still kind of feels like fitness. you know it still kind of falls into that ballpark of fitness with, but able to go into super, you know, into more deeply rooted issues that are very common in our society and solve them in a very simple way. Mm. Um, so um, I'm glad I kind of re, re got back on track there. That was the, the point I wanted to make. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, people aren't necessarily on board. Hey, we're going to do some really deep introspective work and ask ourselves some hard questions and, like, you know, have to take hard looks in the mirror. Like, people will. That's like the last thing in the world people mm-hmm. really want if they're presented to it that way. Mm-hmm. But when it's like, hey, we're gonna focus on eating better and losing some weight and sleeping better and having more energy and having more focus and not be, you know, hooked on caffeine and, um, you know, building active, li- you know, more active lifestyle and you know, blah blah blah, all these things, it's like awesome. Yeah, let's do it. And then it's like, as we unpack what those things really mean, it starts to bring us, it starts to bring themselves, uh, forces themselves to look inward a little mm-hmm. bit and really get to the bottom of what's going on. Mm-hmm. And for people, coaches who have, you know, fitness clients, especially ones they've had for for several years and are kind of, you know, plateaued or just you know, you know, kind of up and down or in and out or hot and cold, you know, at this point, the 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 fitness, you know, the the the, you know, the reps and percentages that they're doing or whatnot aren't really the, probably what's holding them back anymore, right? Mm. You know, like if they've been consistent and they've gotten the, the base layer of mm. good fitness, like. It's time to time to take an, another step mm-hmm. and see, uh, you know, how these these other areas of, you know, like you said, food, sleep, movement, to mindset, and how that pours over into the the alignment, the mental, emotional, spiritual alignment. Um, it's time to to you know go to the next level and start s- helping them solve bigger problems. Mm-hmm. You know that it's going to help them solve bigger problems in their life and things that affect them every single day. So, um, that was my uh, my thought there. That's Did you awesome. have something to add? No, there? I
1: mean, I was just. You know, as we we talk about like levels and going deeper, and and the like, like those gateways of of starting physical and then going mental and then going emotional and then eventually ending spiritual. And along the way, you know, if we're willing to get as deep as we can go with ourselves, and then we can really spiritually align ourselves. You know, we talk a lot about in the program is like a downstream effect, mm-hmm. and and when you can be very aligned spiritually you know it's a extremely powerful downstream effect then going into your emotional stuff then going into your mental stuff and then even so into your physical stuff mm. um you know so it's almost like you dig that deep down and then you know you can really uh organize your 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 yourself in a way that you can align yourself spiritually and then you kind of spring right the hell back up right. to your physical being less like being here but I'm freaking aligned as hell in in my spirit in my direction where i'm going so um you know we're kind of in like that we dive down we get there we you know do some work there and we come right back up we're much more aligned and mm. it's a much easier uh way to go about life when when we are spiritually aligned
0: yeah I, and i like the way you said that that's um interesting thought so it's almost like instead of the long process of like basically you know maxing out sort of on the physical side and then starting to go into the mental and then going into the emotional like on this long process of like digging 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 it's almost like let's let's just dive to the bottom first mm-hmm. and then kind of work mm-hmm. work back up i like uh that that's interesting i like that um cool man um so um yeah dude so we've covered a lot here so mm-hmm. far so um i think uh I think we covered a, a lot of the, the big pieces I wanted to hit as far as, um, you know, you, you know, your background, what brought you here and, and why you're such a valuable asset to the team, the O23 team, and why you're our holistic lifestyle optimization master coach, which now that I realized, didn't really introduce you as that, as the show started. So <laughs> I'll make sure I edit in the intro. Um, so, uh, you know that's i think it's it, it's you know your reputation your background and your current abilities you know really speak for themselves and and why we have you on board here and why um i believe you know it was a no-brainer for me to bring you into this role um also your ability to absorb information mm-hmm. I, I, it's so it's like we talk every time we, we we share books and podcasts and stuff i'm always impressed by your ability to um uh you know articulate what you learned and like you'll you have notes and stuff and like um it's it's obviously you're thinking on these things on a different level and i and you you know now that you're able to help other coaches do this same thing and and put it together um i think it's a perfect role for you really um but so to kind of wrap up here i wanted to share just a fun topic with the audience that is cool that's going on so matt is um uh, well, you're now engaged, right? Mm-hmm. So congratulations. It's been a couple months now. Yeah, a couple months. A couple yeah. months um, to M- Missy, right? Yes. Is, uh, your fiance's name. So Matt and Missy are, um, or I guess basically almost done. At least re um, renovating or refurbishing, whatever the term would be, converting. Mm-hmm. I guess a what is it? A Sprinter van.
1: It is a transit van.
0: Transit van into like a tiny home yep. essentially. So, mm-hmm. which is <laughs> freaking awesome. Um, uh my brother-in-law and his uh yeah they're doing awesome. just they're freaking, kicking in they're, colorado or yeah something, they're right? in colorado right now they've been on the road now for uh been they've been in the bus for two months but left you know for it's now been for uh a month traveling and my wife and i are just like damn they did it like they're doing it right <laughs> we talked about doing this for years and like then they went and did it mm-hmm. you know and we didn't um, and now you guys are doing it too so tell me a little bit about like what what caught you know what sparked yeah. that idea yeah. and what your plans are
1: uh, well it's always been a, a dream I guess or or something I've been fascinated with is it's kind of like you know being able to just drive somewhere and, and that's kind of like your home for the night and and um, you know when you when you can get over that first initial like oh, it's kind of look like, kind of like a dirt bag man <laughs> but, you know. When you get over that um, <laughs> and you do more research into like the actual community and the and the integrity of, of the people that do it, they all kind of speak the same way where mm. it's like they have eliminated all the superfluous, you know, the extra uh, in their lives and they really have just taken what they need with them and mm. the, the bare essentials. And that allows them to kind of, you know, just operate in a world of, of, you know, we're we're always in in a, in this world of like I need more of this, I need extra this, I need this and this and this, and it's the complete opposite of kind right. of think of where society is going, and the you know these people are speaking in in ways that is is rare, and, and they, they you can tell they come from the heart and they and they care about people, and they're you know they're traveling, and they're seeing things that most people don't get to see. Um, so that kind of like pulls you in a little bit it's like that's a lot of freedom that that is Mm. is very interesting and to be able to do that is something very cool and and it's pretty rare Um, but getting that is is again it's that's a it's it's not easy you know Mm. you got to get a van you got to convert it And, and and there's a lot of headaches uh that go into it but you know when you know all this craziness hit with 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 covid um i'll rewind i was going like crazy crazy man you know crazy hours commuting school mm. jobs multiple different jobs you know pro lacrosse 023 that's right full full-time student sessions in the morning and before class i'm like leaving at 4 30 in the morning get home at 10 30 at night um you know my fiance now is didn't, didn't like that <laughs> right so and then all these you know this situation's hidden and everything's kind of shut down i'm like well i'm i'm kind of like my engines were running. I had nowhere to go. Mm, right. Mm. And, um, so <laughs> we started with Paul check and then we talk about like, you know, the 13 hour content mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just immediately go to Paul check and I, there was a bunch of podcasts that I wanted to listen to. And, you know, I guess I can regurgitate things cause I take a lot of notes. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to check on slow and I'm typing out yeah. almost word for word. What he's saying? And I did this nine hours of content is almost like, 30 hours on slow-mo or right, something like right, that. Right. And I'm listening and I have a, a pretty good chunk of, of what he's talking about, which that was my first thing I did when all this stuff happened, Hell of time. Um, and then I was typing and doing some more creative stuff on my own, but I had this, again, this urge to just like get out from behind the computer and go do something active physically, uh, and, and create something. So, um, I went to my, my parents and they had this, this structure in the backyard. It was like a little deck thing, and I've always wanted to build a sauna, and we had all this left leftover wood, and you know, with his help, we were able to build a sauna in you know a couple of weeks, maybe two weeks. So I'm like, all right, I got this kind of like itch, itch now, but I got a little bit of experience now, you mm-hmm. know, back where I used to have um, working with my my old man. So I'm like, all right, I think I can do the van stuff. You know, I, I feel pretty comfortable, and you know, we just got engaged in July, and I think it was like two days after. You know, and we were looking on Craigslist and and a bunch of different places for vans because we we actually became very serious in like January, um, about doing it, and so we were looking for months and months and months, and and two days after we get engaged, I found a van on Craigslist for um, a retired couple out here that were selling it, and I looked at, it, I'm like, there's no way, like, this is not this is the perfect freaking deal mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. here. So we drive out there, and. uh you know, perfect couple. They were awesome. Um, they took it cross country twice. Um, it wasn't as renovated as you know, it is now it was, it had the very bare, uh, bones in there. It had like two benches and had a floor. Um, but you, it was, it was very, uh, you know, viable for what they needed. And, and it was a very good price and and it was low mileage. And we, we looked at each other and I'm like, this is it, Mm. like strap up three days later <laughs> it's in the driveway that's uh and i'm like holy shit it's here right like it's it was it was a wild scenario i'm like yeah whatever uh but then it was like all right gotta get to work man so um you know that was in july and you know now a couple months later we've completely revamped it um you know added so many things in there you know completely furnished the inside paneled everything put a deck and the solar panels on top um you know n- we can we can take it out on a weekend and be completely self-sufficient in it and sleep in it and be fine um you know so it's 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 the one thing that has consumed me uh beyond anything else is almost in this way like I became very passionate about training and health and 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 you know perspective upon on um you know healing it's the same like draw mm. you know it pulled me in and it's very strange and I'm I'm going to just come out here and say it is like it was a spiritual process mm. it, it's so it it so was it it forced me to deal with so much resistance mm. on a daily basis that if I didn't learn how to overcome that and work through that and learn from that it would have never you know right became what it is now so it allowed me it was like it's it's this weird thing that we have It's like we we lean into obstacles or the people that do Mm -hmm. and they they the next day they go right back to that obstacle and the next day when they fail they go right back and eventually something happens where you're able to learn and break through that right and it was the same thing in training it's the same thing in coaching it's the same thing in 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 business entrepreneurship it's the same exact process of you make a mistake you're okay with it and the next day you're right back right. at it and that was the van for me and it was almost like i needed it in my life mm. and i was able to look forward to it and and be able to do things in you know a, a year ago if you told me i was able to convert this basically by myself i would have i would have been like i don't know about that but uh you know i was able to do it and and um it's about 99 percent done i just got to add some other things some running water in there um but you know, it's where we're at now. Um we've taken it on a bunch of trips already, Montauk, Adirondacks, upstate. Sick. um we've stayed in there and, and it's I mean, we get along better in the van. It's a weird that's thing. It's like, you know and that's kinda what a lot of the tiny home and, and van people talk about. It's mm-hmm. like it's this weird They we have uh, to work together. Like you, you have you to have, You have like, to. So you the the space is extremely tight and you're bumping into each other and, and you're, you're you elbowing each other and you, and you have to deal with conversations that, that have to be dealt with because mm-hmm. you're just, there's nowhere to <laughs> there's go. no escape. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, so you're, you're forcing yourself to, to work on things, you know, that in the relationship that, that have to be dealt with. Um, and, and it, it, it's a very organic environment, I think, uh, for a relationship, but also I think for, for us as, as, as we, uh, go about this, this crazy life, it's, it's a very simple, uh, it's a simple way of being and, and uh you know it's it, we're at the point now where um we're committed to uh we just have to figure out some things and and uh you know on on her end that uh we can go out and live in it full time
0: that's uh yeah that's awesome and uh what's great too is you'll still be able to coach the o two three guys the o two three coaches for yeah. the road and um it's awesome I, I love how you mentioned the resistance thing as as a spiritual process because same thing with you know the entre- you know entrepreneurial stuff as you know but um you know resistance is such a te- you know uh teacher you know mm-hmm. it's, it's it teaches us so much because it teaches first of all identi- you know identifying that there is resistance and then try- kind of really f- asking yourself why like where is this coming from what's coming up for me right now why am i so resistant to this um we're scared of it or, like, where are these fears coming from? Like, whatever, you know, it's based in fear in some sense. It's fear of failure, fear of embarrassment, fear of, you know, losing money. Fear whatever the fear is, it's fear. And to explore why we're so scared of it um, is the, the, where most people stop. Most mm-hmm. people, they hit resistance mm-hmm. and they're like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. They don't stop to, to explore it. And then when we explore it, like, that process can be really... Um, uh, profound and then when we actually push through it or really even and this i don't want to get too into you know the weeds with it but like a lot of times with resistance it's not all about pushing through it's about like you know opening up to it sometimes and, and being with it and understanding getting to understand it better mm-hmm. so you can like work through it um more um you know concise you know more i don't know what the word is there but like you can work through it more strategically, mm-hmm. as opposed to just like pushing down mm-hmm. and breaking down the barriers. But whatever. The idea is that you have to work through it in some sense. And then there's obviously growth, right? There's tremendous growth from, you know, how you're you know, you're now overcoming fears, you're working through this resistance, you're becoming better at identifying the resistance, being better at identifying, uh, knowing what you do when these things come up, um, all these types of things. So, and it's, it's always, that's, I mean, like you said, that's spiritual work. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like, mm-hmm. you're going to, the, the heart of the task especially mm-hmm. like entrepreneurship you know it's just it's a spiritual journey right it's all about becoming the best version of yourself and letting all of your creative ideas and 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 you know deepest yearnings in your heart letting them come out into life and they're you know the every step of the way is just filled with resistance mm-hmm. and um But, you know, as you work through that, it just, you grow and grow and grow and grow and and it translates to every aspect of your life. Um, So I wanted to just uh, hit on that there. But, yeah, man, it sounds awesome. And, you know, like most of the people we study and and look up to from the present day and past, you know, they lived very simply. Mm. Essentialist, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. You know, he he is not richest who has most it's mm-hmm. he who needs least mm-hmm. you know there's a hundred different versions of different people have said the same thing mm-hmm. um or he who has most needs the least or mm-hmm. something you know whatever um and it's really awesome I'm I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you for doing it and <laughs> I'm excited for you guys yeah. and I'm actually excited to check it out because it's here it is here I it's haven't seen it in a person yet And in, in about one minute we're yep. gonna wrap this thing up and I'm gonna head out there and, and check it out so um oh yeah so people so you have an instagram account just for the van right
1: Yep, circadian
0: underscore van perfect yeah cool so everyone definitely give them a follow and as you guys i'm sure we'll be start moving around you'll be posting a lot of stuff oh right yeah and then your regular instagram circadian underscore man right it's very perfect similar dynamic to <laughs> and um awesome and like i said before you know matt is our master coach on the holistic lifestyle optimization side of our program which is um you know a tremendous bolt really the the bread and butter of what we do although we are very business intensive also it is really the the roots of what we do and um and uh for everybody that gets to work with him um it's a tremendous opportunity and it's great uh, having you as part of the team here, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited to share this episode and let everyone get to know you a little better.
1: Yeah, man, I uh, appreciate the time. Thank you. Cool. Awesome,
0: dude. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Matt. I'm extremely pleased to have you all meet him finally. And if you are interested in learning more from Matt and working with him, myself, and the rest of the O23 team, please head over right away to www.023coach.com. That's O, the letter O, 23coach.com. You can check out our O23 Academy, our free O23 Academy, which is set to go live very shortly here at the end of 2020. And also learn all about our premier program, which is our O23 Coaching and Business Mentorship. You can read all about it there, learn everything you need to know, Book a call with us right away, and we can potentially get you in one of the last few enrollment slots of 2020 or start looking into the 2020 2021 year. Head over right away. Don't waste any time. We'd love to connect and learn from you, hear from you, and share with you. Also, make sure you follow us at on Instagram at 023 underscore coaching underscore system. Again, that's the letter O. The numbers two, three underscore coaching underscore system. We want to help you optimize the other 23 hours of the day. See you on the next one.